I was received an email that uh, uh, from NCKPT, um, and uh, I, you know, I'm kind of, um, I don't know, it's not, it's not my will, but uh, they said I'm a part of a Korean pastor mentor uh, for this uh, meeting and conference, so I should, I should come for this. So first thing that comes up to my mind is, why me? <laughs> why me, Lord? <laughs> um, and, uh, and also the schedule-wise, it, was, uh, it wasn't really easy for me because uh, you know, last week I was in uh, Charlotte for the, uh, the National Day of Prayer. Uh, they invited me to uh, Billy Graham Center and, um, uh, and give a message for, for, the, for the United States. And, uh, and I had to flew back to church uh, Saturday uh, evening for Sunday, for Sunday services. And then, you know, last night uh, with, with my colleagues, I we took a red, uh, red-eye flight uh, to Orlando. So, you know, uh, do I really have to come? You know, do I really have to come? And uh, um, I, have, I, have so, I, have, I have so many things to share with Korean, uh, Korean pastors, but uh, uh, I didn't have really chance to uh, talk with uh, EM pastors, or um, so uh, you know. Do I really have to come? So I uh, first uh, I said, uh, "Well, just excuse me that uh, you know, schedule-wise, uh, it is really it is too much for me. So uh, please uh, uh, just uh, invite someone uh, for this conference uh, rather than me." But and then. Um, uh, Pastor Paul, our uh, brother, he said, uh, "Oh, Pastor Kwan, if you go with us, it'll be really great for us. Uh, you know, so uh, you're you're our senior pastor, and if you go with uh, with us, I'm sure that you're gonna buy lunch or dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so yeah, I I decide to, uh, to come, and and then uh, you know I." Um, uh, when I come into this place and I meet uh, you guys, uh, I felt, I felt, uh, I felt so um, so great that here are uh, you know the partners and colleagues that were working, were serving for the kingdom of God, and meeting you guys. Just uh, I don't know uh, many of you, but uh, uh, you know I felt that yeah, it's you know. The, the the way that I decide to come, I think uh, it's, it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing, and uh, um, for uh, I'm gonna hear for two days, and uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna hear uh, your stories and um, what God is doing uh, in your life and your ministry, and also um, I'm sure we are struggling, right, in in some ways, and. And so I want to hear that, and uh, how can we really uh, encourage encourage one another? And uh, so I look forward. And uh, once again, thank you for uh, inviting me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I got to give a message tonight. And but uh, uh, I feel very comfortable. I feel very comfortable. And you know, 
I asked the Lord, Lord, what should I, what should I talk about? Uh, what should I share? And then I decided to share uh, from uh, John chapter 13, uh, 34, uh, 35. Uh, the, the passage is very well known. I mean, we all know that passage. Uh, but yeah, I want to just emphasize what, what is the essential element that we shouldn't really forget and uh, uh, we should carry on until, until the day of the Lord's coming. Um, before I share the message, um, I would like you to uh, uh, watch this uh, video clip. Um, uh, it is about um, what, what our churches believe and what I believe and, uh, uh, and um, what God is doing, how, how much is, I mean, how much is doing uh, for our church and um, how he really moved from our church where we were to where we are right now. And um, uh, through this uh, short video clip, uh, I really want you to see the glory of God, glory of God, what God is doing. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, after the, uh, the, the video clip that um, what, what, what is the, why it happened and why, why, why it's, uh, we're doing like this, um, what, what is the very, uh, what is the foundation uh, uh, of our church and of our ministry and also uh, as a pastor, as a uh, servant of God, uh, what, what is the very um, the, the essential element? Okay, so, um, yeah, would you? building 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 people 건물을 건축하는 교회가 아니라 사람을 건축하는 교회. 우리 형제 교회가 1차 건축을 했는데 이 체육관을 저희들이 먼저 지었습니다. 다음 세대가 신앙으로 성장하고 우리 다음 세대가 더큰 부흥을 이룰 수만 있다면 우리는 고생하며 신앙생활하는 것을 희생으로 여기지 않고 우리는 기쁨으로 여겼기 지금부터 지금까지 해왔던 것처럼 계속해서 훌륭한 젊은 리더를 키워내서 세상을 변화시키는 주역들로 만들어야지 1세대와 2세대를 연결하고 한인과 주류사회를 연결하고 커뮤니티와 나라와 민족을 부흥케 하는 그러한 역사 다음 세대가 우리 세대보다 더큰 부흥을 이루고 2세대의 영적 흐름을 바꿔놓을 수 있는 그러한 역사 건축하는 교회 사람을 키우는 교회 그러므로 가서 모든 족속으로 제자를 삼으라고 하는 주님의 지상 위임을 이루어드리는 제자가 있는 교회 
God, because God always be with you. So many volunteers that came to volunteer and give everyone from the parking crew to the game stations. It was so hot, but they labored for that. There were craft stations, drama team, praise team. You know, especially, I actually really want to acknowledge the kitchen staff. There are so many moms who actually have full-time jobs and had businesses, but they would come early in the morning to set up breakfast, lunch, and even clean up for us. I think for two whole weeks, this church really didn't sleep. go out of Toontown, I hope that the faith that developed here will be like that faith of Daniel that transformed an entire nation and brought people to know Jesus and worship Jesus. Let's give glory to God. Um... When I go to seminars or um, uh, revival service as a speaker, I usually introduce myself. I'm a happy pastor. 나는 행복한 목사입니다. I'm a happy pastor. Um, you know, just think of myself and uh, how much God loves me. Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. He saved me. He saved me from death. He saved me from, he rescued me from that. And he called me, he called me to do his ministry. You know, isn't isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome? I don't know why God saved me. I don't know why God called me. I don't understand. All I know is God loves me so much. God loves me so much. I think God is crazy. God is crazy. Why why he called me to do his ministry? And so whenever I think about his love, what he has done, what he's doing in my life, uh, who he is, I'm really thankful, and uh, I'm very, very happy. And um, you know, that this statement, "I'm a happy pastor." It's 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 really important. It's really important. Um, people visited my church, uh, our community church of Seattle, and after worship service, uh, they would come up and say. Pastor, uh, this church is alive. Uh, congregation has radiant faces. They look very different. They, they are so happy. Do you know why? Do you know why? This is it. If the senior pastor is happy, the congregation is also happy. You know, the message from the pulpit Pulpit influences congregation. If the messenger, if the 
pastor or messenger feels inferior, unhappy, unhappy, defeated. No matter what kind of message God wants to give to the congregation, congregation will hear inferior, unhappy, defeated messages. So, who you are, it is how you see yourself. It is really important. It is really important. Um, unless the messenger feels that he is loved or confident, the congregation will hear the same. I'm a, uh, my parents and I have uh, two brothers, uh, older and younger brother. Uh, five of us, uh, five of us, uh, our family, uh, we immigrant to to the state. Uh, in 1980, to the Seattle, uh, to the Seattle. I was, I was about 18 years old, and uh, um, the first church my family uh, attended was the was the Community Church of Seattle, uh, where I'm serving as a senior pastor right now. Uh, this is my uh, 17th year. I, I was a member of that church for four years. I lived, I lived in Seattle for four years, and then. Uh, I uh, transferred to uh, Biola University uh, in L.A. in uh, 1984. And I studied at Biola, but not really, you know, not really studied Biola. I met my wife there. Yeah. Uh, I think God sent me to Biola to meet my wife. <laughs> um, by the way, um, the president of Biola, Dr. Corey, came, uh, came to... Seattle, and uh, yesterday he uh, he gave a message to our congregation, and uh, and you know I spent time with him for uh, a couple days, and so he asked me, you know, what year you graduate, what was your major, and we talk about Biola. So it was about like 28, almost 30 years, uh, you know, ago, and so all the memories just came up, and uh, um, you know, like a College years, I mean, you study, you study really hard, right? But, you know, I don't remember anything. But the only thing I remember is I dated with my wife three years and got married. And, uh, yeah. Um, um, so I studied Biola and uh, at Taliban and Fuller. I became a pastor. I was a Chandosa and Pumoksa uh, and one of, uh, you know, Korean church, immigrant church. And then uh, 1994. Uh, 1995, um, uh, I went to uh, I went to Korea. Uh, uh, you know, the, there's a church Korea, Unri Church. Uh, Reverend Ha was a uh, uh, pastor in there. He asked me to come to Korea, and so I was uh, 32, and um, I'm you know still young, and then. I felt like uh, in order to do the, uh, the Korean uh, ministry, the, the serving at uh, immigrant church, uh, doing ministry here, I think I better learn more about Korean culture and first-generation culture because I left Korea when I was uh, about 18. And so I felt it would be a really good experience. Um, and uh, so I, I kind of committed uh, for like two years. And, but it ended up uh, about five years. Um, and I had uh, many opportunities to uh, visit uh, states, uh, many uh, Korean-American churches here in states. So 
through like uh, Onuri Church's uh, uh, program, and also I served Durano, uh, Durano Soan, uh, the Tyrannus International Ministry. They published, uh, you know, Christian books, and also uh, they they do the ministries and they serve many churches and many leaders, and so. Uh, I had many opportunities to come to state and uh, visit uh, Korean American churches and and kind of serve through seminars and things. And then, um, you know, whenever I visited church, I felt uh, it's kind of like a heartbreaking, heartbreaking, because you know during the time nineties, also early nineties, um, you know, as we know, the immigrant church, many Korean American church. Uh, we are struggling. We are struggling, and, uh, and barely uh, surviving. And so, um, so during that time, that uh, God uh, put the dream in me. That the dream, the dream is um, the traditional church. The traditional church can be changed and vitalized again. And uh, that that is the passion uh, that God put. Uh, put uh, me that. So I prayed, Lord, if you give me an opportunity, if you, uh, if you just bless me, Lord, I wanna, um, I wanna create the model church, model church that, that really help the traditional churches. You know, the the church was growing, but somehow, uh, church was kind of in plateau and the declining, and young people are leaving. And so it's kind of dying. It's kind of dying. And what's going to happen after 10 years? And so, Lord, if you bless me, uh, I want to I wanna go to a traditional church. And I want to create the model, model church that the, the traditional churches also can be changed and vitalized. And so, Lord, I want to really share the dream with uh, many pastors and church leaders and also uh, we want to be the church to serve other churches. That was that's the that's the dream and the passion that I had, um, in uh, like uh, during uh, while I was in Korea uh, about five years, and then um, I asked the Reverend Ha that uh, uh, Pastor Re- uh, our, you know the Onuri Church's senior pastor. I want to go back to state, and he said, I mean after two years because I commit. I committed for two years. I decided to stay there two years. So uh, when there is a almost uh, like two years, you know, I want to go back. But he said you got to stay one more year. So I, I, you know, uh, submitted that. I also uh, obeyed that, and so I stayed one more year. And third year, I said, you know, I asked him, I, I want to go back, and he said you got to stay here one more year. And so four years. And then after four years, I really wanted to go back. You know, whenever I'm thinking about Korean American church, our immigrant church, it's like heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Um, uh, you know, during like a, uh, during five years in Korea, um, it was the it was the most blessed time of my life. Um, and those years are the time I was molded and shaped as who I am today. And uh, um, the church, um, the the Onuri Church, and the, the ministry, it really challenged me, and it was uh, it was an eye-opening experience that 
I really felt that church can actually change the lives of the people and the society. They can actually uh, impact the world, impact the world. Um, but here, uh, like uh, the, the, the people, uh, immigrant church, Korean American church, uh, when, I, when I meet um, the people, members, I felt like, uh, you know, for them to think of changing the world is beyond their imagination. And, uh, and after four years, uh, I kind of backed him that I want to go back. And because because he's, he kept saying that, you know, why do you want to go back to the uh, state or immigrant church? Uh, you know, someone like you, uh, also uh, the Korea needs you. Uh, someone like you. So why don't you stay here? Um, but, uh, you know, as an immigrant, and I, uh, I felt that, that the state is, the uh, uh, Korean American church is, is, is my place. And I, I asked him to, I really wanted to go back. And so he said, he said, okay. He finally said, okay, go back. And after three years, after three years, come back to Korea. Because if you do ministry about three years, you've done. You've done in immigrant church. Because he also knew he had experience. He served uh, uh, one of uh, you know, the immigrant church. So he kind of knows about uh, you know, what's going on in immigrant churches. And so uh, and he, he, you know, I got uh, his uh, approval. And then uh, during the time, um, you know, one of... Uh, the, the elders of Community Church of Seattle, they heard about uh, that, that I'm coming back to state. I'm coming back to state. So uh, they came to me and asked me to come to Community Church of Seattle because uh, end of the year of 1999, the, uh, the pastor, senior pastor will retire. So uh, from January of year 2000, uh, why don't you come and to serve at Community Church of Seattle? You know, I was, uh, I was a member for four years, uh, about 16 years ago, and I knew the church. Uh, and uh, like uh, 1984, I went to Biola, and 85, uh, during summertime, I came home for like a vacation, and then uh, what happened was the church was spoiled uh, so badly, so badly. And uh, I went to church on Sunday, but I couldn't. I couldn't meet my friends because they all scattered. And uh, uh, so the Community Church of Seattle, uh, to me, uh, you know, it's kind of it's a bad image of, of, a, of a church. And uh, I, don't want, I don't want to do anything or, you know, I have nothing to do with the Korean American, uh, the Community Church of Seattle. But, uh, uh, you know, elders came to me and, you know, uh, why don't you, would you come, please, would you come to Community Church of Seattle? I should say no, but, you know, to, to elders or elderly people, you know, I got to be polite. So, uh, you know, I wanted to say no, but I, can't, I couldn't say directly. So I said, I said, if it is God's will, if it is God's will, and I'll, I'll pray about it. But I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pray. Uh, but in polite way, you know, I'm saying no, but, um, but that's how I said. Uh, but somehow, somehow. God uh, moved me to that direction, so uh, you know I, uh, I I took that call and started ministry uh, January of year two thousand. 
Um, there were, uh, you know, on Sunday, the Sunday service was really great. We, I really felt that the God's presence, the Holy Spirit is moving and touching people. And it was really great. Uh, but uh, there were about 200 uh, adult congregation and 13, um, there were 13 active elders uh, who were over 60s, over 60s. Average was over 60s. And there were a group of elderly, over 70s. We used called the lilies, the lilies, pekape, you know, the lilies. Um, uh, there were about 40 of them, 40 of them. So, and then, you know, and then there are uh, the members and uh, other members uh, sitting there. But none of them were any, none of them were any younger than my age or around my age. I was a 37, but the average of the church, the age was like almost like a 60. 60. And so uh, I felt really sorry to my kids, two sons. I, ha- I have two sons. I felt really sorry. When I took them to church, you know, the older one was in elementary and the second one is in kindergarten. I mean, when I was in L.A. Uh, and Korea at Onuri, uh, they, they had a really awesome I mean, time at church, many friends, lots of good programs. But when I bring them to Community Church of Seattle, uh, I, I, you know, I bring them to a Wednesday evening, and <clears throat> there are no friends you know, for them to play with, as I felt really sorry. Uh, you know, the reason I show that uh, video clip is, uh, you know, about 16 years ago, our church was 28 years old. Now, this year is a, uh, it's going to be our 45th anniversary. Um, when I started ministry, it's hard. It's hardly to see uh, young, young, young kids, young kids. And it's hard to hear uh, they are laughing or crying. And, uh, you know, even today, during worship, uh, when I hear a, a baby is crying, I felt so good. I feel so thankful to God. You know, our church is like a, uh, like a you know, elderly, uh, elderly place. Uh, um, but uh, I'm really thankful what uh, God has done and what God is doing. And uh, during worship, it was really great. But when I, you know, go back, uh, come home, and after the service, and uh, spend time, I had, I had doubt. I had doubt in my mind. Is this really possible? Is this really possible? The traditional church, uh, very old church, uh, the people, elderly people, they do things, uh, you know, just, just they do it because they used to do it. And can be really changed. Um, they can really understand what church is and uh, uh, what church is for. Um, but, but, you know, Wednesday evening service and Sunday service, Sunday service is coming. Then I prepare a message and, and also, uh, you know, deliver the message and have worship. And I, I felt so great, you know, during worship. I felt so great. But when I come home, uh, I, I have doubt in my mind. Is it really possible? Is it really possible? That this went on about four weeks. Then one Sunday after 
After the service, after service, after the benediction, I went, uh, I went through the backstage door and go down and then, uh, you know, waiting uh, the front door, uh, uh, our members to come down. And then um, I would shake hands and, and then exchange a small talk and say goodbye, right? But that Sunday, that Sunday, I was waiting for the members to come down. The Lily group, or Pekape, the elderly, uh, would, come, would come down first. And I was ready to shake hands. Um, then all of a sudden, my heart was moving. My heart was moving. I looked at each one of them. I thought about myself. And uh, they are so lovely. They are so lovely. I was filled up with a love that I can't really explain. But I was very much, very much moved. And so I hugged each one of them. I hugged each one of them. You know, 할머니 or 할아버지. I hugged each one of them. And I said to them, I love you. I love you. Be healthy. Be strong. Bless you. I love you. Then a message came to my mind in the midst of all the hugging. James, this is pastor. This is ministry. This is ministry. You may feel that you have to drive your ship, your congregation to the destination, but if you love them, if you love them, they'll just follow you. They'll just follow you. And then I realized the vision, the vision itself will not move their hearts. The vision with love, the vision with love will move their hearts. You can say of the vision many times, but if the congregation do not feel in love, they will resistant to the change. So I say change, change is the loving process. Change is the loving process. If you love each other, there is much love in the church. There is no fear of changing. You know, so the foundation, the essential element of the church is the love. Love. Power of love. Love. And uh, so for me, uh, doing the ministry, I always try to keep, remind myself that, Lord, as you love me so much, I really, also, I really wanted to be like you, be like you. I really wanted to love them with a genuine heart, with a genuine heart. Um, so that's that's my prayer. That's my prayer. You're my brothers and sisters. Do you really love your congregation? Do you really love each one of them? Do they really feel? Do they feel that my my pastor? My pastor loves me. Do they sense that? 
I think, uh, I think th- th- that's the message that I wanted to share with you and challenge you. You know, we know the, the King David, David. Uh, you know, David's nickname is, as we know, man after God's own heart. Man after God's own heart. I mean, what is God's heart? It's a compassionate heart, isn't it? It's a compassionate heart. That's why God wanted to use him for the Israelites and for the nation. Compassionate heart. And uh, that love or that fellowship it really moves. Uh, it really blesses, uh, you know, what we are doing in our, our ministry. I, I, I don't mean uh, in the sense of growing, but I think it's, that's, that's all about loving, loving one another, loving one another. Um, you know, John chapter 13, 34, 35, it said, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another. But, you know, we know the love one another is not a new command, right? You know, it already said, as in the Old Testament, you know, love one another is not a new command. Then what is new? Kaine, what is new? The new command, the new is this, as I have loved you. As I have loved you. So you must love one another. As I have loved you. How God loved us. How he saved us. Jesus said, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Um, this passage is, is the passage that um, it really uh, is a foundation of my, uh, my philosophy of ministry. I found uh, three principles from this passage uh, about the church. I said, as I have loved you. It's a relationship between God and me. God and me. We call it, I call it worship. I call it worship. You know. If we, if we don't have, how can we give to other people, Right? If we don't really fill with the love of God, if the love of God is not flowing from us, then how can we really love other people? So the best way that we encounter with God and we receive God's blessing and God's love is through worship, through worship. And then he said, love one another. It's a relationship between you and me, you and me, I call it fellowship. So worship and fellowship. And then he said, 
By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The relationship between, between all men and me, I call it evangelism or mission. So worship, fellowship, and evangelism. You know, the order of this shouldn't be changed. Always the worship is, is the first place. When we receive God's grace, or when we're filled with the love of God, we're able to love one another with God's love, with unconditional love. Then what happened? Then people will hear, people will know there is a new community. New community. The kingdom of God is actualized in that community. And the people will come. Why? Because they are hunger for love. You know, why do you go to the church? When, when you're asked, when you hear the question, why do you go to the church? What answer do you want to give? Or what answer do you want to hear from that person? You know, the answer that I wanted to hear is this. There is love. That's why I go to church. There is love. Dear, dear colleagues, you know, we lead worship. Uh, we preach during the worship. We serve the worship. So it is, it is a big challenge and it is really hard to, to really feel the Holy Spirit, to really uh, have a moment, one-to-one -one relationship with God and hearing God's voice. Uh, it's a big challenge as a pastor. But you know what? We've got to be a worshiper. We've got to be a worshiper. We've got to really fill with the love of God through the worship. And then what's going to happen? Naturally. Naturally, uh, like Jesus Christ, with compassionate heart, we're able to love one another. We are, loved, we are able to love the flocks, uh, the God brought to us you know sometimes it is hard there are people who are very hard but when when we are filled with the love of god you know we are able to love that person with a genuine heart then what's going to happen god's going to do god's going to do whatever he wants to do right he's going to save a lot of people through us through our ministry so i I wanted to share this evening that, you know, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Uh, instead of just focusing on doing the ministry, uh, let's, let's come before God. And let's think about how much he loved us so much. How much he's loving us right now. What he has done. Uh, and let's be filled with that love. Then we are, we'll be we're going to be really thankful, and uh, we really wanted to uh, share God's love, uh, just like uh, Jesus Christ. And then God will also give us a joy with the fruits, with the fruits. And bless you, and look forward for a couple more days, what God's going to uh, do uh, during this uh, conference. And let's hear, let's hear his voice. And let's be filled with his love. So when we leave this place, we once again, uh, we really have a burning heart 
with a passion, with a passion, God's given passion, and with God's love, let's go back to our place and let's hug each one of them and say, I love you. I love you. God loves you so much. And then I'm pretty sure that we're going to really experience the church, the community, the church that God really wanted to uh, experience to us. Thank you. Let me uh, close in prayer. Father God, why, why are we here for three days, Lord? Father God, yes, we want to know how we can do better, better way, how we can really glorify you in better way. We wanted to know. We wanted to get insights. But Father God, help us to remember and fill our heart that what you've done to us and how much you love us. Father God, the love matters. Love matters. That's, that's we know. And Father God, I don't know what situations we are in, which areas we are struggling. But Father God, you saved us from that. You called us to do your ministry. Why? 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 I don't understand why you called me to, and why you want to use us. But Father God, we know. We know one thing. You love us so much. So let us fill with your love. So let us fill with the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the cross. So when we go back to our ministry, Father God, we want to, we want to shine your light to the people, to the members. We wanted to really, through that, we wanted to really see the glory of you, Lord. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for gathering us here today, together. And so we can encourage one another. We can pray for one another, and we can lift up each other, Lord. Father God, you bless this conference, and uh, so we can really worship you and praise you and give all the glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.